Sunday now, all set for this Sunday. Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, and Bengals. We had uh, the playoff games all weekend. Pretty good action. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. You have uh, this as your favorite weekend of football. It lived up. I thought it lived up to all experts. Saturday night was the only disappointment. I was out to yeah. dinner, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I had the television in front of me, and like the, it was, it just lacked drama. Yeah. Also, to me, uh, it was another chance to spank the Vikings a little bit. I think I wasn't the only one. I sent out a tweet about the Vikings as well. It was just, it was just another friendly mom- reminder as I tweeted just how crappy the Vikings were. Just it, it really was, wasn't it? Like it was, the Giants no. went in there and they. They took care of business on the Vikings field, and then just a week later, the Eagles showed them who's boss. It was an, it was also, I think you could say the same thing for the Bucks. just how bad the Bucks were, especially towards the end of the season, that the, the Cowboys did what they did to them, and then offensively. And I get it, the 49ers defense is really good, but they looked horrible. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, good weekend of football. Also, we came out with the uh, brand-new Grey Clips Top 25 Chicago sports moments in the last 25 years. We're going to drag this out here. Over, <laughs> I don't want to bring drag like it's a bad thing. We're going to do play this, this out. We're going to play this out over the next 25 weeks in uh, putting one item a week and talk about each moment uh, every week. Today we introduced item number 25. It was the 2009 Bulls-Celtics series, specifically Game 6, the triple overtime win against the Celtics. But really that whole awesome series where four games went into overtime. The Bulls ended up losing that series. It's known as one of the best series, though, um, especially in the first round ever. And um, we're going to document, the for the last 25 years, the greatest sports moments in Chicago sports history. And it will be a good way to reminisce, to enjoy some of the greatest moments, and a good way to debate with you. If you want to react to anything you hear from the football to some of the Bears stuff that I want to bring up here, 312-332-3776. So Robert Mays was also on. And he's one of the guys, I think, caps on this as well, where it's going to take longer than you may think for the Bears. Here I in front of me the 2020 NFL standings. Okay? Here are some of the playoff teams that competed in this week's playoffs. The Cincinnati Bengals, two seasons ago. Any guesses on their record? Three and thirteen, and they were going to fire the coach after one year. They were four, eleven, and one. You're very, very close there. Don't you remember the consternation about Zach Taylor as well as a rookie coach? Yes. And you had, was that the year that Burrow was hurt? Yes. He played probably two thirds of the season and then he tore his knee up. Yes. So a lot had to do with bad offensive line. Yeah. He tore his, his knee up. Um, not a lot of help. Do you know what the Jacksonville Jaguars were? Uh, again, they go in to Kansas City, and who knows? Look, if they don't fumble as they're going in to score, maybe they've got a better shot going down the stretch. Two they, and fifteen. They were one and fifteen. But remember, this was a sixteen-game schedule. Oh, okay. So this was before the seventeen-game schedule. So two years ago. Two years ago, twenty twenty. They were one in fifteen. Mm-hmm. They were one in fifteen. You got the Cincinnati Bagels who are 4-11 and 1. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars were 1-15. The New York Giants, they made it to the second round of the postseason. 4-12. and 6-10. Well, no, I'm not good at this game. You're not bad at this game. The Eagles have got to be on this list, too, don't they? Philadelphia Eagles are. I mean, they're all on the list. Um, what were the Philadelphia Eagles? 5-11. and 11. They were 4-11-1. and one. You know what the San Francisco Giant, uh, San Francisco 49ers were? Six and ten. Six and ten. You are good at this game. This is my point. So, like, you could find, uh, say, well, this team was this for this reason. This is going back to 2020, right? Isn't this that is two saying? years yeah. ago, two seasons ago. Yeah, I mean. And, and like, it was during the COVID year. Um, but, again, two short seasons ago. Two. Yeah, I'm. Look, I think two years is enough to get yourself. I think next year this team's got. If you make good decisions next year, you should be an eight and nine, nine and eight team fighting for a spot to be a wild card. Now, none of it doesn't happen for the Bears if Ryan Poles doesn't make good decisions. So, like, you can't do it with smoke and mirrors. Like Robert Mays was saying, look at all the great moves Howie Roseman made. He's fantastic at what he does. Now the. I want to make sure I've got the timeline right here with the Jaguars. The Jaguars in 2021 is the one in 15 year. I'm trying to think how this went. 2021 is when Urban Meyer was their coach. Yes. Yes. So not only did they make this jump, they had Urban Meyer in 20, just a year ago. Yes. A huge disaster with Urban Meyer running their team in 2021. A year later, they're in the postseason. They win a playoff game. And they they could be knocking on the door to knock out the Chiefs. No, I listen, I'm with you. I, I think, again, this comes down to, if you look at the Jags, they made a lot of really good personnel decisions. And they made a lot of good organizational decisions. If Ryan Poles can do some of that you'll see significant improvement in 2023 where you should be a team that is winning games in the final moment as opposed to losing all the games in the final moment. I don't believe you'll be a true Super Bowl contender, but you can't tell me that in this NFL you can't be a, an 8-9, and 9-8 team that is competing for a wild card spot. Well, those are all the teams who are like the Chiefs, yes, they were 14-2, and two, but I give you how many teams who competed this weekend? Right there. Four of them, five of them, who all had losing records and really bad losing records. I'll give you another team who didn't make the postseason. And two short years later, they were going down to the last week. Detroit. Uh, okay, I'll give you Detroit. That wasn't the team I was going to give you. Detroit was 5-11. and 11. You know where the New York Jets were two years ago? Ooh. Two and fourteen. Two and fourteen. You're good at this game. Thank you. See, you rallied. You're good at this game. Good for you. <laughs> Look at this is, but this is this league with some good free agent acquisitions, with some good draft picks. You can turn it around in a year, get back to five hundred, and a year after that, you can compete. I th- I don't think they're as far away. Like, there's got to be some ifs. Like, there's always ifs. Justin Fields has to take the step. Yeah. Ryan Poles has to be good at his job. Darnell Mooney has to continue to be a, a player that will help you win games. Yeah, like, a lot of things had to go right for the Jets. 
Now, not everything went right for the Jets. They still haven't found their quarterback, no. but they're, they still haven't made the playoffs. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Their quarterback got really, really good. They hired a really, really good coach. They made really good free agent moves, and they drafted some good players. Yeah. It's what Ryan Poles has to do. Like there are, The Eagles are a really good template to follow. I, again, I don't think it's as far away with the right moves. It's all prefaced by saying with the right moves, as you may think. The Eagles are well, they're the number one seed in the NFC. So Howie Roseman has done a brilliant job. And remember, they pivoted. It came a few years earlier than that. Don't you? I mean, they were with Doug Peterson as their coach. And then they gave a bunch of money to Carson Wentz. Like probably, what was it, two years earlier than that? They were a team pointing in an entirely different direction. So they pivoted and they moved. I don't know that. I mean, you're going to have to be as good as Howie Roseman to be where they are two years from now. But even if you're not as good as the Eagles in filling out that roster, you can still make tremendous strides. Did I mention? Did we mention the Cowboys? No, I don't think you mentioned the Cowboys. Cowboys were were six and ten two years ago. Was Dak hurt that year? That was probably the year that Dak was hurt. Yeah. Here was the NFC East that had three teams playing this weekend. This is when they were the least. This is when they were the joke. It was Washington at seven and nine. The Giants were six and ten. The Cowboys were six and ten, and the Eagles were four eleven and one. It can be done. Yeah, you just your 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 personnel people have to be really good at their job. Yes, but the- I'm with you. Like, look, I've said this a million times. I was I, I, the, I spent the whole year being patient and understanding that this was a total rebuild and being. Not agitated by a lot of the stuff I saw. As a fan, I'm different in 2023. I need to see tangible progress on a number of fronts. Like, next year isn't a breakdown year. Next year is not tear it down year. Next year is year one in the rebuild. You could even argue that while you tore it down in the offseason, you were in the process of building it up in some ways at the same time. So 2023, for me, has to be a year of tremendous progress. Yes. Tremendous progress. Yes. Steven in Highland Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steven? Oh, Sylvie, I'm so happy to hear you talk about uh, a positive trend in the Bears because Justin Fields, I love him. You love him. And look what he did against two divisional defenses. He had one of his best games, I thought. It was like one four. Well, he had a, a 140-something passer rating. So I think we're trending in the right direction with Fields. I, I mean – I just love them, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, that it's a little faster than than what we just heard before. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's Waddle? What's your what's your take on uh, on all this with uh, with Fields? I mean, you've seen so many great quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, play. right. Exactly. All the list Chicago. of great yeah. Bears quarterbacks. Listen, I think that I think that I've said this a million times as well. I think it's a couple of things. I think it's unfair to judge him as a passer. Based on what transpired this year, were there moments when he hung under the ball too long? Yes. Were there moments when he needed to be more accurate and take the check down? Yes. I thought he made a lot of strides in taking check downs and hitting his layups and the game slowed down for him. I think it's, it, it, I don't think it's possible to evaluate him based on his surroundings. I also don't believe he has to be Joe Burrow for you to win at a high rate. I think with his skill set as a threat to run the ball, 
and him being a competent passer, let's just say to a slightly you know, beyond competent passer, offensively, you can win with that combination. Like, they're doing it in Philadelphia. Do you know how many touchdown passes Jalen Hurts had this year? 22. He oh. ran for 700 yards and had 10 touchdown rushing touchdowns as well. So I think in this day and age... You don't have you can you can get to where you want to go in a number of different ways. It doesn't have to be the Bengals formula. It doesn't have to be Kansas City's formula. Maybe it's the Eagles formula. I think next year is a season where he needs to show a lot of growth and hopefully that will come as they get more pieces to their offensive puzzle in their huddle with him. So I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic, but I'm also realistic and it it's you know, he's He's got to make strides. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Am I, why am I crazy only making this assumption or the, uh, the comparison to uh, Michael Vick? Am I wrong with that? How come no one really says anything like that? Uh, I've heard that before. Waddle, have you heard the... the yeah, I think, do you know why I think because Michael, Michael Vick is, Steven is, 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 is far removed Like because he played. I think people, what's more fresh on your brain is Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and this year, Jalen Hurts. Like, most people don't even go back to Michael Vick. Well, I think the truth is, too, when you look at Vick, there was one insane year with Andy Reid in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. But outside of that, it was a bunch of tantalizing potential that never really quite materialized into team success. You know, there was, he had the upset where they beat Lambo, uh, beat the Packers at Lambo. It was like the Packers' first home loss ever in the playoffs. But aside from that, you know, Vick's career kind of puttered out and, and didn't really live up to the hype. Mike uh, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Hey, what's going on? Hey, my point is, is I don't think the job's too hard on Ryan Poles. I think Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus arguably are the best coaches in the division. What they did with um, lack of talent on offensive line, they were really creative. And I think we had more talent there. It kind of increased production. But my biggest issue was the defensive line. They got pushed wherever they wanted. They were amongst the lowest in sacks, pressures, pass rush, run away. We learned right away that Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson were not starters. And I think this is a draft class and free agency class where you could revamp the whole unit and get four starters. I thought the secondary looked really prepared, and half the time it was a lot of undrafted guys when uh, Brisker and Gordon were out. And I didn't see them get beat bad a lot, I mean, other than just that Justin Jefferson game the first one the Vikings and again I think he revamped that defensive line the way Eberflus coaches I think he could definitely compete um, for the division by just just revamping that group look I, I think if you look at the coaches I, I like what Luke, Luke Etsy's done I think that Eberflus is a guy I don't know how as Jerko was saying earlier I don't know how you truly you you evaluate Alan Williams I don't know how you evaluate the head coach either when you've got if if the roster stinks and everyone says you can't evaluate Justin because he doesn't have a lot of players, then how are you going to evaluate the offensive coordinator and how are you going to evaluate the head coach and the defensive coordinator? I just think it's difficult to do. I don't believe, though, that they had as good a year as Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Detroit. I don't believe, I mean, Kevin O'Connell is a play caller. What he's done this year in Minnesota is he's, he's taken maybe the best receiver in football, moved him around, and done some things with that. I, I mean, I like. I like some of the things our guys have done, but I can't put them in a spot that they don't deserve to be in right now. I think that's very fair. I think you were very fair right there. Oh, our buddy Big C on the south side. What's up, Big Big C? C? 
What's up? What's up? How was your weekend? Good. How about you? you? Did you see the tweet about you this weekend from uh, one of our fans? No, I didn't see it. I was in Vegas, man. Ooh, but nice. I was in Vegas. Wait, what'd you I do? Was in I was in Caliber Buffet, and this guy was raving about Justin Fields. He was talking about how he was. I was just like, man, I had nothing to say. Where'd you but, stay uh, in Vegas? Say so what? Where'd you stay in Vegas? I stayed at the horseshoe. Well, it used to be Bally, but now it's yeah. the horseshoe. You have a good okay. time? Yeah, it was decent. It was decent. You win? No, I ain't win, man. I'm no. out right out the door. This is hey, here, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, one second. Let's slow it down. This is uh, this is from our buddy Jim, who tweeted me yesterday. Uh, he says, "I made the mistake of watching football today with others. I was at my uncle's. He's fifty-two, and his meatball friends are around the same age. Your bleeping peer group. One bad take after another about the Bears. A room full of big C's." Hey, but that guy, he probably don't know what you're talking about. But like like you are. <laughs> hey, he probably, he probably a follower to you. But check this out. Hey, who been ruling the playoffs? It's been defensive line. That's who been ruling it. Hey, how many first rounders do San Francisco got in their eight-man rotation? How many who? How many what? First rounders. First rounders on the San Francisco defensive line rotation. Oh, Bosa, yeah, obviously. Bosa. You got Armstead as a first rounder. All of them. All of them. I don't think the – who's the kid that, that Mays was talking about? He's not a former first-rounder. He's a fifth-rounder. Well, all of most of them are like eight, uh, like seven or, uh, seven or six. But back back to the silly notion, y'all trying to compare with the Bears. Name me. Is a Lane Johnson on the Bears? Is a Kelsey on the Bears? No. Is a Fletcher Cox on the Bears? No. no. Okay, so what are y'all talking about? The uh, Eagles are just removed from winning the Super Bowl five years ago. And them same players was on that team. So where's the look, look, the, the, the line, the line's very important. You you have a point with the line. You're right. But most of that roster was still overhauled. They overhauled the coach. They overhauled the quarterback. Second they half. overhauled the wide receiving core. They overhauled a lot of the defense. A lot of the defense. They, they, they bought a new piece in, but they have some substance. They have something that's there. Bless the cop. He, he the okay, but Big C, it. Big C, this is we we've had this conversation in the context of if Ryan Pace isn't good at his job, we're going to oh. be shuffling our feet. Ryan Poles, I did it again. If Ryan Poles isn't good at his job, we're going to be shuffling our feet again. If he's he good at his he, job, he, he, he you gone. should be able he to gone. make significant improvement. He gone already. I can say this: he gone already because he's going to sit there and listen to the fan and to the media to y'all guy. He's going to be somewhere in the bleachers or somebody couch. Like wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that Poles is gone already? Yeah, because he's going to listen to y'all. He's he going to listen. He's going to get sucked in and listen to all these bad takes when y'all think y'all know. Just like the guy that tweeted about me. But check this out. Greg Olsen needs to be the next deal. You need to take the John Lynch approach. You need somebody to know about football. Just simply playing. All right, so Ryan Poles should be fired because he's listening I'm to the not, fans. I like Paul. I like, but, I you like, like Paul's, but, but he's, he's listening to the fans and the and, and the Bears should go out and hire Greg Olson, is what you're saying. Exactly. Take the job. Okay, let, let me give you exhibit A for Ryan Poles isn't listening to the fans. He traded Roquan Smith when everybody, everybody, media, fans, everybody wanted him to re-sign him. And what but did he, he do? Little, he had a little um, back, that, and a lot of people uh, said, "Let him go." Now, now listen. You can't. Him. You can't. 
All right, I'm not going to argue with you. No, uh, argue with them. Argue that, with them. That move was symbolic of that was not a popular move. Ninety percent, ninety percent of the people did not want him to trade Roquan Smith. You can evaluate it however you want, but he wasn't listening to the fans and the media making his decision. He made that decision on his own because most of the fans and several of the people in the media wanted him to re-sign Roquan to a contract that would have reset the market yeah. and an off-ball linebacker. Yeah, the real football knowledgeable people, yeah, of course. Just like you got some football knowledgeable people say, you want, you probably draft the best player with that number one pick, but don't nobody want to hear that. You got the fans, the media guy talking about trade down and get all this and that, like the Bears are like two steps from winning the Super Bowl. Cut it out. I still love you, Big C. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, I love y'all, too, but take it easy. All right. Gotcha. He was like last week when he said to me, name one weapon that Lamar Jackson has. I said, Mark Andrews. And then he laughed at you. And then he laughed. Mark Andrews was a not, not a pro bowler. He was the all-pro tight end. And he had a great he game. Kelsey. He had a pretty good game against Cincinnati, too. Yeah, I mean, like... The there's, a, there's a kernel of truth in what he was saying, but I don't want to get in the big C supporter group. Look, there, Jeff, <laughs> but he's right. Like, he's right. Like Philly is more equipped was more equipped to win two years ago than we are now. I talked a little bit about this on Sunday with Hanley. Like the 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 Eagles' offensive line and their defensive line are two of the best units in football, and, yeah. and the intact. Bears. You look at the Bears they, roster right now. The, yeah, they, yeah. Like there is no starters on either of those two units, so there is a long way to go. But you're right, Sylvie. The it's a blank canvas for Ryan Poles. He set set himself up with so much cap space. They've got the number one pick. It's all there for him to do it. But he's going to have to be great at his job if he wants to accelerate the process and be a, uh, a Super Bowl. All, all contender. I'm saying is three out of the four teams in the conference championship two years ago were six and ten, four eleven and one. And four eleven and one, okay. They, like, yep. like yeah, you could spin it. I'm just saying that in this league, you go from the top to the bottom quickly, and you go from the bottom to the top quickly with good and bad moves. It's up to Ryan Poles to make good moves. Maybe, they, the, maybe the Jags are a better comparison because you are correct. Because the Eagles, I want to say Kelsey and Lane Johnson were uh, yeah, they, they were on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, yes. see, I, gave, Super Bowl I gave you seven examples. No, you're right. You know, I gave you all that. Listen, I'm yeah. with you I, again. I, the most important person in their building right now for the foreseeable future is the the general manager. If he makes good decisions, you will have traction and you should see significant improvement. Not so much that you're a Super Bowl contender in 23. If he makes bad decisions, we are going to shuffle our feet. And and the other part of it is Fields has to be good. No question. And he has to improve. Amen. Those are the two things. 312-332-3776 if you want to weigh in and argue with us. Black and Abdallah are back together, too. I know they've been together in the mornings when they filled in for Greeny, but they're back at night, 6 to 8. They'll cross talk with us in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Hi there, and welcome to Letters with George. I'm owner George, and Ryan and Matt are football uh, guys. And we get letters from far and wide that are intrigued about the new era of the Chicago Bears. Um, Letters like this one. Why are these things so hard to open? Come on! Open! Ah, Like this one. The Cut Man from Santa Claus, Indiana. 
The Cut Man from Santa Claus, Indiana, says, Dear George, you've picked a new president. You have a new stadium coming. And you seem uh, pretty satisfied about the direction of the new Chicago Bears. But how do you know this will be a winner? How is this any different? And the quarterback is not proven and erratic. Get a new quarterback and then I'll be back on board. Signed, the cut man from Santa Claus, Indiana. Huh. Hmm. Dear Cutman, thank you for your interest in the new Chicago Bears. I believe that our quarterback is... Hang on a second. Cutman, Santa Claus, Indiana. Cutman... Let me look something up here. Santa Claus, Indiana. And Cutman, Cut... Cut... Jake... Jake Cut... Jay Cutler, you don't like the quarterback? Well, what did you... That's it. You're not getting a letter. Troll. We're just fine with Justin Fields, Cutler. You're not welcome. Thanks so much, and go Bears. Wait until Mr. Warren hears about this. Wait till Mr. Warren hears about it. Uh, yes, it's an exclusive to the uh, Cap and J. Hood show. Letters from George. I heard one, I think, a couple of days yes. ago as well, where the order of who reports to who was also part of the conversation. It's been his, one of my favorite things is where Jeff Joniak somehow, somehow is always in the chain of yes. command. Yes. Where uh, I report to Jeff Joniak. Yeah. Jeff Joniak reports to Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren reports to Tanisha Wade. <laughs> Is soup still in the uh, the flow chart? I, I know he's not. Is not in the flow chart anymore. Yeah. Soup Campbell, he's gone. He's been gone for about a not a, not a year yet. He was fired uh, this this past summer, I think. I believe so. so after he after he was a part of the uh, the, the coaching co- or the general manager yeah, search. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then he was fired by the general manager that he was Ryan <laughs> on Poles, the committee to hire. Ryan Poles helped interview Kevin Warren, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just checking. Exactly. Yeah. Now you get it. Now you get. Come the, on! It's a new day. It you is. turned over a new leaf. Yes. Yes. We're going to get word in the next six months about. Uh, Jesus, people. New Miller's even assaulting us about having some optimism that the team can make some progress next year. Boy, they've beaten us down. They've really beaten us down. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, they need to. They need to show people. I'm just looking for some Show progress. Show people with action. Just looking for some progress. Can I get some progress? I'm looking for more than some. I'd like more than some, but I think, you know. I'd like more than some, too. I'd like a ton, but I would, you know, I need I've, to start with some progress. Okay, so I'm thinking about it, though, and here's what it is. So it's like, it's a blank canvas. He's got all the supplies. He's got all the best paints ready to go. Yeah. And you're like, but Sylvia, you're like, an art- Sylvia, you're like, this could be a masterpiece, Ryan Poles just needs to be a great artist. And we've never seen him paint, so we don't know. Right. Could just, be, you're right. Start with being a decent artist. See, but AK drew us a picture, and it turned out to be one of those pictures that was made with watercolors. And at first, it fooled us. We're like, ooh, look at the, 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 the colors on this. And we, because we were so used to having basically 
crap colors. Stick, stick figure drawings. Yeah, we had stick figure drawings, and, and so, someone finally, like, remember when we were a kid, all you had to do is dip the, uh, the paintbrush into water? And then you would just, what was it? it was, I don't even know if it was watercolor. You would dip the paintbrush into water, and then you would, you would then put the water paintbrush on the paper, and it would, you could Color by numbers. Yeah, you color by numbers, and you couldn't screw up the color. It was beautiful. Because it was baked into the paper. It was beautiful. It, it's what AK did. AK didn't do anything, really. And it turned out there's, there's really nothing, AK really didn't do much. No. He did more bad than good, and now AK's just hiding. He's hiding somewhere. We don't know where. He doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't like to talk, does he? He secretly just extends the coach. And God knows what he's going to do by the trade deadline on February 9th. I don't know if anybody knows. So I don't want to be fooled by like some sort of a, a watercolor painting. By Ryan Pauls. I want something to be built built to last, is my point of this whole story. So even if um, the beginning of the painting isn't, isn't finished at the end of the year, I want, a true, I want a true painting. Or at least the start of a true painting. I think that looking at the Jags is probably a better starting point or comparison than looking at the Eagles. You hope to at some point get to the to the spot where the Eagles are and having rebuilt some things. But it's been pointed out by a number of people, they had some components that were still left over from their previous Super Bowl. If you look at the 2021 Jacksonville Jags, James Robinson was their leading rusher with 767 yards. Their leading receiver was Marvin Jones with 832 yards. Their second leading receiver was LaVisca Chenault. Yes, and they were 1-15 in, in yes. 2020. yes. And so, they even took a step back in 2021 by hiring one of the worst coaches ever. And what did they do? They made some good decisions, and they made progress in 2022. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Bears are going to win a playoff game and get into the second round of the playoffs. I'm talking about tangible improvement. By the way, the Jags were 9-8 and eight this year. They won a horrible division in the AFC South. And then they got into the postseason, and they had a miraculous win over the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Luck plays her all. So, look, if I'm looking at a team that I'm hoping... And by the way, they had the number one overall selection and the most free agent cap space. Seattle's another good example. Yeah, Seattle so, was, was, a lot of people thought, had the worst roster. They lost their quarterback. Um, they had a great draft, and look what it did. Yeah. Make some tangible progress. That's what I want. Significant progress. Not out of this world. I'm not going to hold you to that. Like, make significant progress. You have to. You've got money. You've got draft picks. You know, as somebody else, uh, a Bengals fan called Cap and Jay Hood this morning and was comparing the Bengals to the Bears because the Bengals were always this woeful franchise like the Bears run by a woeful owner like the Bears. Mike Brown, George McCaskey, who couldn't get out of his own way, who finally stumbled onto something positive with Joe Burrow in this iteration of this team, and that maybe the Bears could be like that as well. They had well, a really bad offensive line as well. Yeah, I mean, look, if, I'm if not Justin, saying Fields is yeah, like Burrow, if, if but, Justin morphs into Joe Burrow and the Bears receivers morph into Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, and Tyler Boyd. 
then we have a chance. <laughs> I but, know, but again, remember, two years ago, yeah. they were 4-11. Yes. 4-11-1. That was Joe's rookie year, right? He when blew he won, out yeah. his ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric and Mokina, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eric? Hey, guys, what's happening? Best show on the radio. Thank you. Sure. Appreciate you. So ever since we got the number one pick and we got all this draft space, everybody's talking about let's get this Josh Jacobs, let's get this quarterback, let's get rid of Justin Fields. How about an offensive line? Yes. You really can't run and you really can't pass if the quarterback's running for his life and there's no holes for the running back. doesn't make any sense that nobody wants an offensive line here in Chicago. I don't think that's the case. I think I everyone either. wants an offensive yeah. line. I, uh, I don't know what circle you're hanging out with, Eric, but I, f- I think you should find a new circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, more like a square there. There you go. Know. That's the problem. <laughs> you're hanging out with a square. Yeah, uh, hey, I'm kind of guy from way back, you know. That's fair. So, Look, I, think, I, I would even pick, I would pick a, a difference-making offensive lineman over a difference-making receiver at this point, because I think that protecting him is more important right now at this moment than getting him that, because if you can't get the ball to that wide out if you're running for your life still. Right. So, exactly. I mean, I'd like both, but if you gave me a difference-making offensive lineman at left tackle, Versus the difference-making wide receiver. It'd probably take the lineman at this point. You got it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, have a sir. good show. Yeah, now, they have to. Now, it would be like, listen, if you're giving me Justin Jefferson versus the fourth-best left tackle in football, different conversation. Right. But Justin Jefferson isn't available. No, but anybody, like, and even again, it's like, and we could get into it with Mays as we get closer to to free agency. But again, he was the guy who said, look, if you bring in three or four, above average offensive linemen who can work together and be cohesive as a group, you may not need a star offensive lineman. You just build a really, really good unit. The Bears don't have that. The Bears have to yes, they have to build a good unit. unit. Yeah, they're a really bad unit. They're bad unit defensively on the line. They have to build all these things. Minus 37 Quarterback sacks, net quarterback sacks, they, they gave up 57 and they had, what, 20? 20, yeah. So they were a minus 37 when it comes to quarterback sacks. Yeah. Uh, let's cross talk with Black and Abdallah. They are back together at night uh, for the first time, I believe, since Abdallah and his wife had uh, Layla. So we will talk to Abdallah. I have not been on the air with Abdallah since that's happened. So I'm looking forward He's to some story. Owl. He's definitely a night owl now. Yes. Yeah. So we'll talk to Black and Abdallah coming up next. Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. I found out so many good things about uh, life over the last three weeks for Abdallah. It's good to see both of them back in studio here in the old National Bank studio. You got a full ride from 6 to 8 tonight. This is uh, the first time you guys are back 6 to 8 together, right? Since uh, the baby? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 You guys we have did been together. Six, we did 6 to 8 the night we went into the hospital. And then we filled in for Greeny sometimes. And then, yeah, this is the first uh, full, full ride. Has Uncle Chris baby, babysat yet? No, he came to the hospital the first day, though. Yeah. Like, he was there. He held her and everything. And I don't was, think we're allowed to yet. Yeah, yeah, like we're not. I mean, we're not Isn't going it still anywhere. Fresh? Yeah, she's still fresh. Can't leave it. 
No, we can't leave yeah. her alone. Can't leave it that, that quickly. You I guys mean, left it? No, but yeah, like right. maybe you're gonna. I don't know. Go down. We haven't been called in for uh, no. reinforcements. No, okay. I don't think we're. Yeah. I don't think we're awake enough to like go to dinners and stuff yet. Yeah, right. I think we would just fall asleep waiting for our food. So it's uh, it's a yeah. while. It takes a while. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun so far. That's awesome. What was your uh, what was your car ride home? From the hospital, was it a slow car ride? That first, I always remember the first car ride where it's like a little more careful than yeah, the mean, normal car ride. You know, it was good. The traffic wasn't too bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was heading north, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool, crazy." Abdallah has a baby now. I got off uh, yeah, the highway. It's good. Went home you were and- thinking about him. I didn't go 80 down Lakeshore like I usually do, uh, but it was, I was still I was still moving along. Oh, you I were mean, still aggressive? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what you have a car seat for. You know what I mean? That's what it's there, isn't it? That's what all the straps and stuff are for, right? I was super. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly. For you to go I speeding. Guess. I wasn't speeding. <laughs> that's the thing. I, was, I reduced my speed. I was probably going like 50 down Lakeshore. I mean, it was the middle of the day. When we on a Sunday, there was nobody out that there. That is slow for Lakeshore, though. Yeah, fifty slow. <laughs> yeah, fifty is pretty slow for Lakeshore. Any I, don't know, I don't even know potholes. What, no, no potholes. Not until we got off to Lakeshore. Tough and, time you know. of year on LSD. You yeah. know that. Listen, I, I don't. Uh, I don't even know the speed limit on Lakeshore. Like it's a hundred. I think is, they lower it to forty-five in the winter, right? Don't they have like a winter drive? speed limit? <laughs> is I this believe, like sidewalk parking? Like, I believe Lakeshore Drive has a, a winter speed limit. I think it's twenty through the S curve. But other than that, like I don't know. The speed limit on Lakeshore, I go like the Audubon. Yeah, I I fly. I try to get from when I get on it at Belmont to where we get off here at like uh, whatever this street is, Wacker, in like one song. Like if I can make it in like three and a half to four minutes, that's a good day. And that's like seventy five eighty with or without moving. Oh, without moving. without without yeah. without a child. Come okay. on, uh, listen, two songs with a child. Okay, two songs. Just asking. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> so every, everything's good, though? Yeah, everything's great. Yeah, yeah, everything's great. You know, people have been super generous. You know, thank you guys for everything. And, like, all, like it's uh, it's life-changing, you know? It's it's weird. Do you have any... Has has the... I have a different perspective on things uh, no. approach uh, uh, filtered in yet? No, I don't no. think so. Like, I just... Like, I, I knew how attached I was going to be. Yeah. Just because, like, I've wanted... Not that I've been like, hey, we need to have a kid. But, like, I eventually knew I wanted to be a dad. Like, I wanted to have kids. Yeah. Um, Whitney also, at some point, she was like, yeah, we want to have, like, we all, we both wanted to. So I kind of knew going in. But it's like, it's just, it was weird how, like, instant it is. Like, it's like a light switch. Like, as soon as she comes out, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's all right. on. All right. <laughs> you're a dad. Okay. okay. It's, uh, it's really dusty in here for some reason. This is supposed yeah. to be yeah. a, a sterile environment and all this dust in this room somehow. <laughs> But yeah, Did you cry been, when? Oh not? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a couple times. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been it's There'll been be plenty of crying going forward as she grows up. Did well. you cry? No, I didn't. No, he you didn't, didn't cry for Abdallah. No. no, no. I mean, I, I'm sure I can muster something up if I had to. But <laughs> you want a fake uh, no. cry? Yeah, you I can cry. Willie was leaving. <laughs> yeah, we did that over the summer. We had some good fake yeah. cries over Cubs players <laughs> who may true. or may not be leaving at the deadline. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not cry. Hug alert. No. Wilson Contreras, yeah. hug alert. But now we think that we talked about this dugout. last time we were on. I think that the funniest and the best thing for content, if Danny wants content for the station, you know, to, to put out on YouTube and whatever, we create a YouTube series where we get, like, Jake and Charlie and Tyler and Kale to all babysit, like, as a group. Like, a group think 
of babysitting. I like it. I think between the four of them, like, they could co- figure out what to do. Because there's at least two solid minds in that group, like, together. <laughs> I mean, two of them went to, like, Tyler went to Syracuse. Okay, yeah, where'd you, Tyler, you go to Tyler, Syracuse? Tyler's, Tyler's the, the uh, responsible too, one of the group. I don't know if I'm the responsible Did you take a class yes. in child rearing? I didn't take any uh, child development classes, yeah. no. <laughs> Just because he went to Syracuse doesn't make I mean, him... I mean, Jake went to DePaul. Jake went to DePaul. I mean, come on. These are good schools. Like They should be able to figure it out. Charlie's doing a set in front of Layla. Well, what's the deal with this poop? I don't know, man. <laughs> He's trying to do jokes. She's not getting them. Still crying. No. It'd be funny, though. I think it would be for somebody else's job. No, no, no. But the cameras are on, just like you yeah. know. So you're in the back, and then you can be like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You can't do that. Just like, just in case, like there's the fail safe. You know, like we're not going to actually let them do it unsupervised. What about Cap? Throw Cap into the mix on that. Cap's raised like ten kids. <laughs> I mean, Cap's fine. I'm not worried about Cap. Cap's done this before. Like, you Cap... just don't want to rely on his sports takes. No, I just yeah. yeah. Like, you can't talk to her. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do this with your like, no talking. You do this without. You like to change a diaper. Take that kid. Take that. Not I'll enough talent. Yeah, not enough talent in this. Not kid. enough talent. Not enough poop in this diaper. Come on, you can do better. You're better than that. <laughs> Why are you crying? You're better than that. What uh, what you, what was your big takeaway from, from yesterday? Who? Oh, the uh, I know my my takeaway is uh, I disagree with Mays. I think the Bears can be closer because the NFC is garbage. The NFC is is garbage quarterbacks, except for like a select few. Like there, you have a quarterback, you can make this work. Listen, you had Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and who was the other Pro Bowl quarterback this year? The NFC, uh, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Yeah, yeah, Hurts is. I mean, Hurts is probably the like Purdy's been playing really well, but Daniel yeah. Jones is. Come on, I'd say this. Uh, besides that, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, we tried to t- warn you guys about Tony Romo. I appreciate seeing all the, the feedback online, like, all the yeah. games are taking place, but we, we told you That's guys. That's his proud dad were. moment. His proud uh, dad moment they, is seeing Twitter and, and being I like, I, I told tear. you, kids. Uh, every I time I have a, a Romo take, I always say Black was the first to report. <laughs> guy is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice what is it, $19 million a year? He's, he's cashing. Oh, he, but then he says... I don't know about 10 times a game. Never say you don't he know. He doesn't even know why he's there. That's why. He doesn't. And you're I right. Think on two or three occasions, he didn't know who the Bengals defense coordinator was. I thought Nance was going to smack him because he, he kept setting him up That's like right. a play-by-play guy would. <laughs> and Sylvia, you're right. Romo kept being like, ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, All of a sudden, uh. you just hear the, well, Tony, what do you... It's like, what it's is him? this guy doing? Do you think the bosses who gave him the check... Are mad well, that depends. they gave it to him, or, or do, do they, are they oblivious to what's I, going on? I thought about this. Doesn't it come down to whether or not Tony plays golf with them in the summer? Yeah. Because if Tony does the "I'm a former famous athlete, let's go golf, PJ this thing over here, and we're going to play this course," and that's let's why take Brady's private, getting all the money. Yeah, like like if he's buddy buddy with the executives. CBS yeah. executives, they'll it, never know. No one is ever going to turn complaints. off a game because of the announcement. Yeah, right. No. And the ratings will always be good because yeah. it's the NFL. So there's not really a metric that you and can point you, to and say, this is why he's not good. It's all subjective. And if you give me a ride on the private jet, I'm more than willing to overlook your shortcomings as yeah, a broadcast. He shows up at the course. He has some free uh, sketchers, right? 
Yeah, we're going to play Riviera guy, Country right? Club. Yeah, we're going to fly guy. in in the morning. <laughs> right. We're going to fly out after a round of golf and some lunch. Right. And then we'll be back at our home And he'll somewhere. be on the broadcast yeah. because the executives will never know the that he's The question is, can you convince him to let them win? Because he's a pretty good golfer. You'd be like, Tony, come on. Shank one. <laughs> really good. He's he's very good. Yeah. yeah. One of the best pros out there. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Black and Abdallah together in the six to eight time slot. Uh, this will be uh, can't miss stuff. So uh, make sure you listen. Thank you to Robert Mays who joined us. Barstool Big Cat will be on tomorrow with us. Great work today by Jeff Meller and Tyler Aki for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. CSPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.